Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Don't lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Also, um, you can, uh, this is what you need to do actually. You need to listen to us on the app. We appreciate everybody listening on the Horn app and streaming us online, streaming us from anywhere. You can stream us on the, um, the TuneIn app as well. If you're streaming us, that's probably the way to go going forward. Um, as you guys know, we have announced uh, 1049 and 1053. Uh, going away, but the horn is not going anywhere. Uh, but the shows are changing. Uh, my, I've been asked with my man E. Hogan to do a morning show on uh, the new uh, reincarnation of the horn, which will have a morning and a evening local live element. Yeah. So we're going to have a morning show with me and E from 6 to 11. And my man Patrick Davis is going to uh, take over the evening shift from 5 to 7 with his own show. But Patrick's going to bring all types of goodies and friends and it's going to be a really cool mix of pop culture and sports because, you know, that's what he's all about. And music too, a big part of that. So that's what's happening. And then in between, we'll have some type of national programming of some kind. This is just kind of uh, the the restart the core market, the course correction, if you will, um, because of some of the things going on in the market. And uh, so I and E, I'm grateful as well to be uh, doing a show with E in the mornings. I've never worked in the mornings, actually. I've been working afternoon drive. Yeah, you're going to have to start getting that schedule down. I got to start getting up at like four in the morning. This is yeah. crazy. I get up at like five anyway, so it's not going to be that crazy, but then I got to get up and actually be yeah. ready to get Well, and your get prep schedule? Because oh, your man. prep schedule now is you're working in the afternoon yes. a lot. You're just doing stuff and getting yes. stuff and sending me clips. And- yeah, so my prep is basically going to flip now. I'll be doing all of my prep like in the afternoons now. Yeah. And, and like late at night, pretty much. Yeah, I'm going to be telling Ty, be like, dude, just you need to get the sound ready. Yeah, get the sound <laughs> ready. Uh, I do like a lot of sound, a lot of audio. But yeah, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a wild adjustment for me. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, never done a show with E. Hogan, except for the. Uh, we do the pre-games together, and that's always fun. E. Hogan's a, a professional. He's been great, of course. Um, had a lot of success with B&E, um, with Bucky. And Bucky, like a lot of uh, really good people here who are great at their jobs, uh, the hope is that, and I don't think, I think it's even more than hope for me, um, I have a lot of faith that they're going to find a place. Yeah. I really do believe it. Either in this market or they're going to end up uh, going to an alternative form of 
entertainment and the spoken word, which could be online. It could be something else. Uh, I know Bucky has talked about doing a podcast, even with E, actually, uh, because Bucky has such a strong following. So this, this will not be the last time you, you hear from all those other personalities like Jeff Howe and from Zay and from my man Harge. You're going to hear from Harge, too. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Unfortunately, they won't be working here with us going forward. They're still our good friends, honestly. That's why I'm rooting for sports talk in this market period, because I'm hoping that all those other stations that are popping up, that are having success, and now the zone has the contract back, that they'll thrive because it's good to have more of those uh, sports talk entities in this market. Not only good for you guys, the listeners, to have options, want you to have options, but so that our really good friends can have places to work. Yeah. So that they can have places and opportunities uh, to get on air again. And even if it's competition, I don't care about competition. That's, I mean, a team, if you've ever been on a team before, you compete with your friends. I need that starting job is mine. I got to compete with my really good friends. But in the end, we're on the same team. No. It's all good. So, and, yeah. and we know it's the, right now it's the trust the process position yes. of it, of we're just going through and trying to do the best we can. But part of that is we know we have to do a going above and beyond and put together a really good product for everybody. Uh, so we'll be doing that and, and working towards the goal of of hopefully being able to either bring people back in some forms or grow and continue to grow uh, and make the horn uh, really a special place again. Exactly. So um, it, obviously we're still a little hurt that you know we're losing some really good people yes. who are really good at their jobs, uh, but now that they're fantastic human beings to be around. So they were good for our team and for our culture and for our family that we built here. So we're gonna miss all those folks. And Craig Way, yes, of course, people bringing up Craig Way. I just texted with Craig Way because Craig Way's uh, uh, one of my mentors in his game. Craig Way is really what changed my approach to radio like working with craig way it really is a hard lesson to learn craig way is the most knowledgeable one of the most knowledgeable human beings i've ever met in my life like i i don't know too many people who have more knowledge about damn near anything <laughs> than craig way does and imagine doing a four-hour show with that man and not being prepared <laughs> <laughs> right imagine doing a four-hour show with the most knowledgeable human being uh in this market potentially and not being prepared and not being able to hold your own and not have stats to hold your own or your own uh, base of facts and in getting into sports debates and discourse with Craig Way. You would humiliate yourself, and that's what happened. So after working with Craig for a long time, I decided when I go in there with Craig, I'll have, I'll arm myself <laughs> right? with facts and stats, and I'll have his, and it took me a while because Craig Way has a, has a large <laughs> uh, knowledge base of information, period, so it's got to be from everything, from sport to pop culture, and I just had to get in the lab, man. I had to go down the rabbit hole and stay in the rabbit hole for hours at a time, and that's what really started this obsession with preparation, was that trying to match wits and have conversation with Craig Way. And, and I can tell you this about Craig is there's no one that will make you realize that you're lucky to do it. And like the the amount of work that you put into it, you get back out than Craig, you because you could never, I work a lot and I'm constantly moving around and stuff. I could never equal what he did. And you just realize like, no, you just have to be thankful for what you're doing. And cause he would come up and I'd talk to him and it'd be like, all right, man, I'm running around, running like a chicken oh, with my yeah. head cut off. And he'd come back and he'd say, Twice the things I had just done, and he'd done his prep work, and he'd done that. Yeah. And he's like, and I saw my family, and I did this. And you're just like, okay. Patrick, you need to calm down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You need to <laughs> stop feeling sorry for yourself and go and go handle your business. And so, manage your time better, whatever it is. Time, yeah, but learned a lot from that from Craig. Totally agree. Because he'd be, you're right, had time for the family, but he's calling 
multiple sports, so he's doing prep for all those games and doing the prep for the other teams to know yeah. about them too. And he also hosts a sports show, so he's got to do relative sports like research as well. <laughs> in addition to that, and, and it's, I'm with you I, to the And then he's tra- does all his, all his own travel too. Like he wants to drive places. Yeah. And so, which also hurts your ability to prep. You think he want to fly? That way he can prep more. He'd be on the plane reading and doing that. Nope. He wants to drive because he likes being able to stop at all these little, little uh, I don't know, road uh, house cafes and all these different joints around uh, that he saw on some food channel show or something like that. He wants to stop there because also that is part of his passion is that not only is he you know, very knowledgeable about sports, but he's knowledgeable about a lot of things. And yeah, he wants to, he wants to experience the, the food, uh, you know, of different communities and uh, different towns and cities that he visits. And he also wants to go visit that historical landmark that he read about too. That was also really cool. In addition to doing all the work for the shows, the man is a machine. So anyway, working with that guy, <laughs> your boy had to get right. And I did, I got right. It, it, it honestly was, it was, it was much like being at Texas and being in the same DB room with a Quentin Jammer and a Nathan Vasher and then a Michael Huff behind me, you better get right. You better get right at all times. So uh, that helped me. And I don't say it's the best part of this job is that, and I always said it's about exes, right? My, I've date, I dated a lot of women in my life. I dated a lot of women. And I didn't get married till I was 40. I dated a ton. And I figured I, I just, I liked connections with different women. Well, like a lot of things with different women. But I did like the, the connection that I have. And what I realized was that I was also almost like a little, like a serial killer would do. You know, I've stories about serial killers and they keep little like, um, like artifacts. Trinkets. Like the trinkets, whatever it may yeah, be yeah. from like their victims. It's really sick and demented. But I essentially would, all of my exes, I'd steal something from them. Not physically. I'd steal part of their skill set. The traits that made them unique. Like, I, I dated a girl. She was very organized. And you know what? I'd steal that from her somehow. I'd learn the secrets that made her organized. Like, why? how is she so organized? Or uh, maybe you dated someone that was very computer literate. I'm going to steal that from her. Or I dated somebody who knew how to negotiate. Damn, she's a good negotiator. Let's take it. How, why are you good at that? How are you good at that? What, are you naturally good at that? Do you think about it? You ponder it? Same thing in radio. I worked with 10 different co-hosts in 15 years. I'll, there's not a co-host that I've worked with that I didn't steal something from. Because everybody's got their talents. Everybody's good at something. So I just steal whatever they're good at, take it, make it part of my skill set. And sharpen it. And for Craig Way, it was prep. Prep, prep, prep. Constant. Just don't ever stop. I met comedians like that. I met comedians yeah. who will be, you know a lot of comedians. Yeah. They'll be, you'll be hanging out with them at brunch or something. And you can be having a conversation. They'll go, oh, that's the punchline. And they'll immediately go to their phone yeah. or they're like, give me a pad. I got to write this down. I got to write this down. I got, yeah. I got the punchline. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got to work it out. I got to work it out now. Same thing. Don't ever stop prepping. You'll never have to do prep if you don't stop prepping. And I don't stop. That's why the papers. I just write it down. It's in the notes. Done. I'll research it later. Exactly. That's my, that's been, that, that's what worked for me. We'll see if it continues to, but that's what worked for me. Um, so that's what's happening. For those who want to know what's going on with Chad, you can reach out to Chad. I know that Chad's going to be available as well. Yeah. Like, not I, on, not with us, not with this company, but I happen to know that Chad also, like I know about Harge at one point and Craig Way, because he's going to go with the contract. I don't know if he's going to be doing a show, but you will hear from Craig again. Those guys will be fine. And I, I like I said, Chad is, Chad's going to be fine. And I can tell you, I believe Chad and Zay are doing their final show tomorrow 
I know they're yes. both out today, but I believe they will be back tomorrow yeah, to, right. to say goodbye. And he'll he'll be able to tell you whatever he can tell you tomorrow, or tell you where to follow him to yeah. tell, to find out what he's doing next. Exactly. So don't 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 be, if you want if you really want to know what these guys are doing next, I guarantee you all of them are doing something positive, something constructive to make themselves available to you because they do care about you. Like they care about the relationship they have with you. Don't think, man, I care about these guys. Seems silly. It doesn't. They all cried when they they found out they weren't going to be able to talk to you guys again. It's emotional, and we all saddened by it, and it really is. Like we, I, I think about you guys a lot because I think about you guys when I'm doing prep, what I'm going to tell you guys. Oh, man, we got to bring this story to the show, that kind of stuff. So it is very emotional, and we appreciate all the kind of words that you guys have had for everybody, all the different personalities on the shows. So but in short, morning show, me and E, going to be available not on 104.9, um, because that is going away along with 105.3. But the horn is not going anywhere. Just a change in the lineups. Patrick's going to be 5-7 to seven with the sports complex for yes. you. Um, I, me and E going to be in the morning. We have no idea what we're calling the show. Probably going to try to let you guys name it like we've done before. And in between, there'll be some kind of national syndicated stuff until we can kind of get back on our feet. And the goal is always to get back to live and local. Yes. That's the goal. This is just, well, we got to start again. Got to start back at zero. Sometimes you got to do that. You have some, something happen in your life where you got to start back at zero after a lot of hard work? I've been there. I worked my butt off to be an NFL player. Found myself at 28 years old having to start at zero. Like, <laughs> uh, you got to start all over again. Yeah, yeah, you worked for 15 to 20 years to become an NFL player? Great. It lasts about five years. Now figure out the next step. Yeah. Hey, before I before I started here <laughs> five years ago, I was working at the post office because <laughs> I thought my radio journey was done. Exactly. Uh, right. After ten, after like eight years there, and then and now yeah. you're about to start a and P and now we'll be at five to seven. So mm. it's. Just, just focus on the process. Focus on the process and the journey, and not the destination or the result. Because a lot of times, that's the that's that is. I'm not saying you ain't got no control over it, but that is the thing that you have the least amount of control over. What you control over there is a day-to-day grind. Yes. Get up, your attitude, work at it, grind every day. Yes, life sucks and life can be really tough at times. We all get it. But arm yourself with, with you know, perseverance and with patience and arm yourself with passion. Arm yourself with all these little things that are going to help you, you know, through this journey of life no matter how difficult it gets. All right. Anyway. And uh, if listening, 1019 and 1260 on the radio, I would recommend getting a stream, the Horn app, hornfm.com, and then also go to our YouTube. You can subscribe on YouTube if you want to have video of it. We'll be trying to do that. Uh, The Horn Austin on YouTube. Just stream it, guys. Listen, I'm a radio guy. I don't even have the Horn app. I listen usually through TuneIn because I used to be able to rewind it when I listen to the shows. So I'll probably have to download the Horn app too. Stream it. That's the best way for it. If you're trying to listen on stations, you got to worry about static. You got to worry about, yeah. you know, if the sun is in the right damn place and all this kind of Solar stuff. Solar flares. I know. It's just, just don't, don't worry <laughs> the about that, The of any engineer's existence. Yeah, don't, don't. Hey, by the way, there's going to be solar flares during the game tonight. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to worry about any of that, guys. Just stream it. It's easy peasy. And I know what sucks about streaming for somebody is the data and then how your phone battery drains. From what I've been told, because we don't have the UT contract, because a lot of the stuff we were putting on the stream was... You know, updates on the um, yeah. what's happening with UT and this and that. Apparently, it's going to be less of that strain on your mobile devices, so should be an easier stream as well. So, we're trying to make ourselves available to you, whichever way we can. Fifteen straight football seasons I've been on for Texas. I want to make it sixteen, so that you know we can come in here and yell and scream about Texas football. Hopefully, less yelling and screaming and more celebratory, yeah, yeah, joyous, yeah, yeah yelling you know. and screaming in a positive yeah. way. <laughs> yeah.
I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Anyway, go, uh, let's get to this Jonathan Taylor story. Um, and I, listen, I think it's it's unfortunate for Jonathan Taylor. He's just he waited too long. We talked about this. Yes. He's waited too long. He waited to the last year of his contract, his rookie contract, to start voicing his discontent. Sorry, running backs, you waited too long. As we as as Patrick mentioned, we all criticize Zeke, but that's the way to go. Skip the line. You got to skip the line because now at the end of his deal, essentially the the Colts are telling him we are not going to trade you. And if they did trade you, who's going to trade for you with the requisite value, second round pick, whatever it is, and then pay you fifteen million dollars when that's not the value of the running back position right now? It's way lower than that. So they're going to have a hard time even finding trade partners for you unless they give you up for a seventh round pick or something, considering you'll be a one year rental. And on top of that. For Jonathan Taylor, and I said he's he's great. Was he twenty five years old? Yeah, twenty twenty four, twenty five years there. old, somewhere around there. And I hate to say it like this because it's so insensitive, and it is considering this young man's commitment to his craft. Man, you're already close to being aged out of your prime as a running back. That is sickening to think. But at as we know, at twenty seven, twenty eight years old as a running back, that's it. Like you are considered, I always said that if you're trying to, you know, I went, went with my wife, went to different uh, doctors uh, about fertility specialists and stuff like that because, you know, trying to have kids. And they call women who are about to have a pregnancy at 35 geriatric. It's like, yes, a geriatric pregnancy. I believe now they're trying to make it more politically correct. But essentially, running backs, that's you. At 27, even though you think like you're young and vibrant, you're like, man, I'm great. I feel awesome. I feel like I'm in the greatest of my life. You're geriatric. In running back years. And he's right there on the cusp of being that guy. Nobody's going to sign him to a contract when he'll become geriatric in that second contract. Nobody wants to do it. And think about it. This is insulting on so many levels for Jonathan Taylor. Because how about this? If you go look at the recent history of the Colts. I want to look at have the Colts. Do they let guys skip the line? Because some organizations don't let you skip the line. You got to wait until your, your turn to sign your new deal. That's the way they work, right? Well, the Colts don't work like that. In prior years, under uh, Ballard, the Colts signed Ryan Kelly, right, uh, linebacker Shaq Leonard, right tackle Braden Smith, left guard Quinn Nelson, and Naheem Hines before the final year of their rookie contracts. Before the final year even began. And the Colts signed Grover Stewart to a three-year extension during the last year of his rookie deal. So they've done this before. There is precedent. Yeah. He's choosing not to sign this player yes. before his rookie deal because of the position that he plays. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I think we can see that Zoom call didn't do much good for any of them because no. it does not seem like they're unified <laughs> in any form or fashion or doing anything. Not really, no. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, John Taylor's 24. He turns 25 in January. So he's still got a couple you know, years before you get there. But you'd want to get a contract and go, all right, I need at least two, three more years, so you pay me until I'm 28. And, but I think the problem is, too, with that, you want a five-year deal because you want to get paid till you're 30. Yeah, you need security. You want security because you, you know. Yeah, you know security, man. And there's no way that the Colts are even going to discuss that. The Colts will say, oh, we'll give you two more years. We'll give you three more years because we think you can do that. But we also don't want to pay you a lot because we think we can get somebody close to you for $10 million less than you. Yes, there's and that's no really the problem is, I, I get you're the best, but the gap between 
the best and somebody close to them that we feel is close to them, even if it's not, then it's just not. It's it's ten million dollars. Yes, like and it's ten. It's it's a three million dollar deal versus a thirteen million dollar deal, which is you know I get what three hundred percent more, four hundred percent more to sign you to sign that guy. And, and for Jonathan Taylor, he's not the best receiving back. He is more of that bruiser going downhill back, which mm-hmm. is now becoming even less in vogue in the NFL. That is very true. Well, at least they won't pay for it. They they, they, they want they, they they like them because they run a lot of power, but they don't want to pay those guys who are running those power schemes. Yeah, because they figure game. someone else can do it, and they figure those guys are going to wear out quicker and, and higher injury high injury rates. And and we'll see. We, I, you know, when the yards per carry start to drop down and drop down, if that if that does indeed happen, then you'll see running backs will start to get paid more. Guys who average there will be basically a yards per carry average for those backs, and it's like, all right, if you're over four yards per carry, then we'll pay you. And if you're under three, we will never pay you at all. And if you're between three and four, we'll pay you about $2 million. But I don't know what the yards per carry is going to be uh, for an exact number, but you figure it's got to be something Man. up there because at this point, they just don't, they figure, well, for one yes yard per carry, I can save $10 million. It's amazing that basically every contract for running backs now we're talking about being incentive based. Yeah. Prove it to me before we pay exactly. you anything at all. I mean, What's what, what's that show on Discovery Channel back in the day? What's it called? Dirty Jobs, like the jobs that Americans don't. Oh yeah, do, the like micro. The dirt, yeah, like the dirty jobs. I think Running Back's gonna be on that show one day. <laughs> I don't know if that show is even on anymore. It's like I feel like because the, the whole premise of the show was that these are dirty jobs that nobody wants to do. But they were still highly skilled people. They were just yeah. dirty jobs that just nobody wanted to do. And I think Running Back's gonna end up as a dirty job that nobody wants to do. Still takes a lot of skill. To, yeah. I mean, still take someone who is a you know a, an artist in their craft, but nobody wants to play running back anymore because they don't pay, and it's considered a dirty job in the NFL. No, I, I think you're gonna <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna be you could see a future of the NFL in in ten twenty years where the running back position is more of what a fullback used to be, I, I'm which is you. a good blocker, a guy who's strong, but he's not fast at all. There's no. There's no Barry Sanders anymore because Barry Sanders is now play, a wide receiver. Play corner. I play wide receiver. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like if you're fast enough and you're smooth enough, cool. They're, we're going to put you out there and you're going to run routes for us. And then we'll do a Debo Samuel and we'll we'll put you we'll switch you back and we'll have wide receivers. We'll have beefier wide receivers that we use to run the ball. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to have running backs because we don't want to pay it because we need somebody who does more more diverse things. And no one is going to play the running back position because they're going to say you ain't going to pay me. They Why won't. on earth would I want to be here? I'm with you. Like, I, I still can't believe we are at this point where the running back position has been devalued at such a, a rapid rate, but it is. And, and no, we'll, we'll get into some more of this tomorrow because I want to talk about Bijan because Bijan's make he's essentially, he's got like three highlights already coming out of camp. And he's been in camp less than a week, and it's like three highlight videos already been shown. You got a slant and go on a linebacker where he makes kind of a bobbled one-handed catch, yeah. <laughs> where he's uh, he's he's like stretching out for it. He's got another where it's a kind of a, a choice route where he uh, fakes like it is a stop route, ends up continuing on a drag. And there's another one I saw it too. Like he's these highlights are just they're coming out, uh, and they, and everybody right now seems to be on the same page that Bijan is the pick to be offensive rookie of the year. He is the pick. And I'm telling you, when he has this record year, because he may, I don't know if he's going to break records, but it's going to be a statistically 
prolific year for him because of the offense he's in. I'll get into this tomorrow because I've been doing some deep dive, but Arthur Smith is a, and they've been they've been lining him up at wide receiver. He's lined up at running back. They've lined him up at like uh like offset tight end. Like he's you know what I mean? They got him everywhere, all over the formation. And he's gonna have a great year. I think he's gonna win offensive rookie of the year. I think it's a done deal. Unless he gets hurt and we all praying that doesn't happen. He's gonna have to make some some tough decisions about his future as a running back. And I hate to say it, it's going to be after his rookie year. He needs to be thinking about it. I'm not saying act. Don't hold out then or anything. But he might, he's seriously needs to start thinking about it after his rookie year because if he gets to his third year in his contract and they still have not restructured or extended him or anything like that, he's going to be in the same situation as a Jonathan Taylor potentially. Yeah. I mean, I would tell you if I was Bijan going after this season, I would have, I would have. Got his agent or someone to hire a firm to come up with the name of what they call me, and I would never let them call me a running back ever again. I like that. I would say, fine, if it's a flex back or utility back or whatever you want to call me. Position flex, yeah. But I will not be called a running back. And anytime you call me a running back, go, I'm not a running back. I'm not a running back. That's not what I do. Mm-mm. I do this. And and just make it known after year one, I'm not a running back. So if you plan to pay me as a running back, you are mistaken because I am not one. I agree with that. I don't, I guess that, I don't know when that would happen. Um, but I'd start. I mean, I'm just saying you yeah, just change it, he needs, and you he needs change to your own narrative. Change it, yeah. Because not everyone can follow that. Because people go, "I am that," and they go, "No, you're not." Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey's that. Bijan Robinson is that. Jameer Gibbs might be that. Matter depending fact, of how they use him, but there's some audio of. I believe we actually might have this. The oh, I forgot. Uh, the Travis right. Etienne. Yes, he says this too. He actually threw his own running backs under the bus. This was pretty wild. The running backs are not united as a position. No. They need to be. I, I think they've. I think they've all realized. They, man, they, hey man, y'all, man y'all taking my job. Yeah, because if yeah. they offer you six, my my number's ten. If they offer you six, you're taking it. You're gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right <laughs> about that. They and know that. Maybe they cannot afford to no. be united like that because they class warfare essentially. Here's Travis Etienne. He was at training camp. He was asked about the running back position and the running back market, and he essentially sells these running backs. Hey man, get your game up. I feel like uh, I really don't have a word in that, honestly. Uh, I feel like the market is what the market is. And uh, for me to go out there and uh, get the best deal for myself, I have to come out here and work hard each and every day. If I don't produce or be productive, I'm not going to even be in that conversation or anybody looking to pay me. So best thing I could do is just keep my head down and keep working and win games for my football team. Do you feel like it could be an uphill battle for running back specifically just because it seems like you know, they'll give you 300 carries one season, 300 carries the next, or drop your replacement. So do you think it could be like an uphill battle sometimes just in that position group? Uh, definitely, but I feel like it also depends on the type of back you are. Because sure. uh, you definitely see some backs get paid, like Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. uh, for instance. he's He catches the ball at the backfield. So I feel like for running backs moving forward, you have to versify the game. You have to just be more than just a downhill bruiser in order to be able to be on that level, in order to talk that leverage whenever you go into there with the conversations. Because, like you said, like you 300 carries and 10 rushing yards, you see what the market is for the guys like that. So, for us, is we have to keep continue to grow and evolve our game. Because uh, you see the way that football is going, you see it's, it's a passing lead now, and uh, we just have to evolve as a as a whole. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's wild. Like I said, it, it to hear that from a running back and him not try to you know be in. In unison, unanimity with the running backs and the tried out the company line. He's saying, nah, man, the run the market's different. We gotta we must adjust our skill set accordingly. It's wild, man. 
Uh, I've, been, I've been trying to compare the running back position to something, and there really is no comparison. The comparison I think that I came up with last week was that it reminded me of, and obviously it's not apples to apples, reminds me of like teachers and nurses. You're talking about something that is a necessity, something that is vital and crucial to our way of life, and yet they cannot be compensated for that worth. But we all recognize the worth. We all recognize the value of what our society would be if teachers uh, did not take on that burden. Um, but uh, for some reason, on the totem pole of wage and uh, the hierarchy of salaries, they can't get compensated for what they're worth. It, and running backs are in a very similar position. They just can't get compensated for what they're worth. I had a friend send me a stat about teachers said adjusted for inflation, teachers' average weekly pay has increased by only $29 between 1996 and 2021. <laughs> And I don't disagree with that. I'm an education major. I was supposed to be a teacher. It took me two weeks of exploring that profession to decide, now talking sports is way more stable than teaching kids. I hate to say it. There's way more money in talking sports than there is in teaching kids. It sucks. I don't agree with it. Just telling you the real. I said, I'm an education major. I stayed it for two weeks. I went, yeah, this is... This is not good. They don't appreciate you guys. You guys got to pay for your own equipment. You pay for your own supplies. What? Nah, I'm good. I'm going to go talk sports. You realize sports radio is dying? Yeah, I'm still going to go talk sports. (laughs) So it is, I mean, I, I think for running backs, they're in that situation. I don't see how they correct the market or shift the narrative. But that's what Patrick's saying. That's what Bijan, whatever happens, fail or succeed, Bijan will be the face of it. For the running back position, I, and I, I put Jameer no Gibbs. I put Jameer Gibbs as somebody who those as both drafted in this rookie class, two first round running backs. That those two guys will, you know, those those will have to be the front runner of from here on out how running backs get treated and get drafted and paid because if they if both of them don't work, then running backs are dead. <laughs> yeah, well, and Bijan is more important because he's a he's a top ten pick. Yeah, I agree. And we weren't supposed to either be drafting running backs in the top ten anymore. Like I you agree. weren't you weren't supposed to be able to achieve that level. Yeah. Right. As a running back, we were done. All the analytics said that's a bad investment, and yet the Atlanta Falcons still did it. And by the way, I ain't hating on the Falcons for doing it. I my this was my take on it. I know we'll go to break and talk. Max Scherzer coming up. Today's my anniversary. Actually, shout out to my beautiful wife. Happy anniversary, baby. Two two years now. Legit. And. What I'll say is, and I said this, I said this to my wife. I really did, and I, I, and I compared it to Bijan, not to my wife, but on the show. I told my wife, I said, "Listen, I don't necessarily believe in marriage institution. It's a fifty-fifty proposition. I mean, it, it depends on the people involved. It could work, it could not. It's a coin toss, pretty much." I told her that on our first date. I really, did. I said, "No, I'm not a really big believer in marriage. Not really my thing." If this offends you, you probably need to go date somebody else. She stuck with me for ten years. <laughs> And I finally decided I got to marry this woman. I'm an idiot for not marrying her. But I told her at the wedding, I reiterated the same thing. I said, I've not changed my mind about the institution of marriage. I still think it's a 50-50 proposition, not a big believer in it. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but I did not use this terminology with my wife, of course. But I told her, I said, I don't believe in marriage. I believe in you. The institution to me means, I mean, people are getting married on, you know, on reality TV. The institution now is it's not sacred like it used to be. But I do believe in you. So I'll marry you. But anybody else, I wouldn't believe in it. I just believe in you. 
Same thing with Bijan. I do not believe in drafting running backs in the top 10. I don't. I'm vehemently against it with every fiber of my being. But Bijan is the exception, just like my wife. I don't believe in marriage, but I believe in her. I don't believe in drafting running backs in the top 10, but I probably would draft Bijan there. The exceptions to every rule. Got to know when. Got to know when they, you know, when they show themselves. And I think for Bijan, he's the exception. But that's also why he's got to be the one to reset the market. Okay, we come back. We'll talk about Max Scherzer going to the Rangers right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for nine horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday, the last Smooth Soul Monday, uh, at least for the time being. Uh, so we appreciate my man Patrick with all the musically themed days of the week. Tomorrow will be the last Top of the Charts Tuesday right here on Ball Don't Lie. Actually, the last Ball Don't Lie uh, right here on uh, 104.9 The Horn. And actually, the last show on 104.9. Yes. Right? I yeah. mean, the last, at least local show. Last I local don't know. show. I don't know oh, how much yeah, longer. I want to say they. I, I, it may not. It may end at 7 p.m. tomorrow. I think it, it may end on. I, like, I know there was show. negotiations happening as, as recent as this morning and things happening as, as early as this morning. So, it, it, look, no one knows. We're trying to no get. There's a lot happening right now. We're just trying to. That's why I said everything starts again uh, following Monday, uh, August 7th. So, Monday, a week from today. Okay. Uh, is when new shows will all begin because <laughs> then we'll have a little bit more. Clarity. Understanding and clarity, and we'll all be able to settle down. I won't be climbing in ceilings or anything like that anymore. You know. Well, and football season will be like official, official to me because, well, if I'm not mistaken, you get your first preseason game Thursday. Thursday, yes. The Hall <laughs> right. of Fame game is Thursday, which is so, the worst football game. Ah. There's there's Pee Wee football games that are better than in the Hall of Fame game. That is who who's in it this year? I can I don't even remember. I, I just, that's how little we pay attention to. So like I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Well, because it doesn't feel I'm like I'm gonna fo- watch. I'm yeah, gonna it watch. It doesn't the first feel half. like football is even close to coming. It is the Jets and the Browns. Oh, I'm definitely watching that. Yeah, I mean, now, Deshaun many, Watson won't play, and neither will Aaron Rodgers. But does Brees Hall play? Does like how many, I don't even know if you play Brees. <laughs> I, it's a good. I don't know how many starters you play. Remember, basically, Sean McVay has started a trend where nobody wants to play starters in the preseason because it's yeah. stupid. And if you get a guy hurt by playing them, then the blowback from your fandom is like you idiot. Yeah, sauce ain't gonna be there. <laughs> exactly. Right? So you may not see anybody, but I don't hey. know Deshaun may be there though. Deshaun, Maybe trying to get some reps in. Deshaun might need them reps, man. Deshaun had a, and he deserved it, but it was a fall from grace and for a lot of reasons, uh, but definitely from what he had done on the football field. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the Hall of Fame game being subpar. Football to me is kind of like sex, even when it's no, bad. Look, it's still pretty good. It's, 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 you know? it's, the, it's, the, it's back, and you're just like, I'm just so happy you're here. And then by the second second goal, you're like, I remember why we broke up. Uh, <laughs> no, you just change the uh, channel because you realize preseason will never be as good as the actual season. Yes. You know what I mean? The actual season is going to be so much better. I don't know. I might do some mock drafts, some fantasy football mock drafts then, too. Oh, getting, starting ready. to get a fantasy football I season. I can't do fantasy. I told people that. It's just too time-consuming for somebody it like is. me. I'm oh, too obsessed yeah, yeah. with it. I'm too obsessed that's, with that's, it. I, I try not to be. Yeah, I can't. Like, I... 
I can't separate it, so I can't enjoy watching the games anymore because I'm too obsessed with how my players doing. I just no. See, I, I'm just I'm just cocky enough that I sit there. I was like, well, I was right. The players good. The stats just aren't there. Blame <laughs> the, the coach is wrong. You should have played that guy more or targeted that guy more. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, Arch Manning. Um, he had uh, his one of one autographed trading card. Uh, it was auctioned off, and uh, the final bid was 102500 bucks. Uh, the proceeds went to Central Texas Nonprofit uh, through St. Davis Healthcare and St. Davis Foundation. Uh, yeah, the highest, how about this, the highest that a Peyton Manning trading card ever sold for was upwards of a little over $70,000. So he's already got Peyton's trading card beat. Now, that his is one of one. Now, I don't know if Peyton had a one-of-one autographed card, something like that. And you'll never have a chance to get a card like this because he hadn't even played on the field yet at the college level. So. No. Yeah, he had a spring game. It's worth a lot. He had a few snaps in a spring game. That, that is, is true. Oh, yeah. And uh, some people made too much of that, too. But I Is that where guess. the picture's from on the card? You might be right. Maybe. I think it is. Uh, it seems like that's the only picture practice. you're really going to get is yeah. if him in a jersey would have been I think a spring right. game. It's got to be that or practice. I'm assuming it was a spring game. I think you're right about that. Um, and, of course, yeah, he signed it, so that also gives it a lot more value. And speaking of value, man, this is awesome. <laughs> Jake Majors, the Longhorn offensive lineman, he signed an NIL deal with Lamborghini. Yeah. If I would have given you guys like 15 guesses of the Longhorn football player who signed a deal with Lamborghini, would you have guessed Jake Majors in any of those 15 guesses? No. He wouldn't have been my first guess for offensive lineman. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. I mean, Kelvin Banks, yes. right? Kelvin Chris, Banks Chris my first Kelvin guess. Banks, obviously the first. I'm with you. Like, you know what? This is, this, you know what? That's why they did it, though. Think of the brilliance of it. Yeah. You ain't got to be Kelvin Banks. You ain't got to be uh, projected to be a top five pick and left tackle to get the Lamborghini deal. You can be a Jake Majors and get this. You can be an undersized interior offensive lineman in Texas who may be the third, fourth best lineman on there and still get yourself a Lamborghini deal. That's how plentiful the opportunities are at Texas <laughs> in the NL game. Man, good job. Kudos. Very good. It's really good. Uh, Also really good, Texas Rangers uh, signing, or trading for, I should say, uh, trading for several different arms, but most notably Max Scherzer is now an ace for the Texas Rangers, and he's going to take the place of the ace that was a former Met also, uh, Jacob DeGrom, who is dealing with injuries. So Max Scherzer uh, to the Rangers, and they also picked up Jordan Montgomery, uh, a starter, and Chris Stratton, who's a reliever. So they gave up three prospects, the third, 11th, and 14th ranked prospects in their form system, but they did get themselves some quality arms. And uh, the Rangers, they mean business, guys. They're going all in. This is an all-in kind of move for the Rangers. They ain't messing I mean, around. They, well, but it, the best part is it's not even that big of an all-in move because they're getting so much financial help. That's true. From the rain, from so I think they can. You could still see them make another move if they wanted to because this is only a twenty-two million dollar move for them. That's a great point. Uh, you're right. I don't know how the Mets decided they were going to pay the bulk of that contract, but they and did. And I believe Acuna was their second biggest prospect. I think he was second or third on their prospect list. We know he is uh, uh, Ronald Acuna's brother, so he is. There is. Some lineage to this, where they would say, "Look, this guy could be a star mm-hmm. in the league." Uh, but if you're the if you're the Rangers right now, and you don't necessarily have a spot open for him on your roster, you don't think you're going to have that spot open for him for a couple of years. Go ahead and move him off. Yep. Go ahead and start his clock. Get him play, Get him somewhere else. And if you know years later you can sign him back or whatever, maybe do that. 
But to get Scherzer in when you need help in that rotation, you need experience. <laughs> you bring in something else. Uh, the Ranger, the Mets have made a couple more moves. They are continuing to move. Uh, all reports are that they are not done. We are what twenty two hours away from the trade deadline, or about yeah. twenty two hours away from it right now. So we'll be covering it again tomorrow. Verlander is the giant name on the Mets roster that is still out there that the Astros have been tied to. Uh, the Rangers have been tied to. Now the Dodgers have been tied to. He has a no trade clause, so we can say no to anything. Mm. The Astros are notorious for doing last minute trades. For Verlander was last minute. Zach Grinky was last minute. So I need to do it. Tomorrow we could hear some Astros news, or they could feel they were they're okay. Oh, well, before the Rangers did this, I might have thought they were okay, but man, the Rangers are hey, making moves. And the Angels moves. are making moves. Angels and they said they're not moves. done making moves. And the Angels want to bring in more people. Yeah, and they're not trading Shohei based on the moves they're no, making. No, they're, they're, so they're, they're going in for it. We know the, the Mariners can league, be a second-half team. The American League is just up for grabs. I think a lot of teams believe that. And that, and that American, our division. Yes. You know what? You yeah. say, and if, if, the Mar- if the Mariners are your fourth team in that division, and they're really good. Like, that's not a bad Mariners team. And no. the Angels are coming up fighting for it. Uh, they're going all in. They get Mike Trout back. You know, you have to be ready for it. I don't know if they have a playoff rotation as of now. The Astros, I'd like to add one more arm to it. Uh, and the bullpen, I know, has not been full, but I would, I would very much like to uh, to add one more arm to the Astros. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. So the uh, we'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow because, like you said, we'll have trade deadline stuff to discuss. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven like, right here on Ball Don't Line. Wonderful number one. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is- all right, welcome back to Ball Down Live right here on 104. Now I'm the horn. Uh, getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, thanks to all the folks out there for the very kind words and all the really nice things you guys have been saying on the Specs text line. Just to reiterate, Remember, 1049-1053, they will be going away after tomorrow. The horn, however, will be around. The horn ain't going anywhere. There's just going to be changes with the lineups. So the only local shows you will have will be a morning show from 6 to 11 with myself and Aaron Hogan. Uh, Ty Henderson is going to produce that show. And in the evening, you'll get my man Patrick Davis, the Idillionaire, and he's going to do a show from 5 to 7. Details have yet to be uh, you know, released about that because he's still working on it in the lab. But he uh, does have a name, the Sports Complex. This, the Sports Complex. Coming like 5 it. to 7 weekdays. 5 to 7, Monday through Friday. Those will be on Terrestrial Radio on 1019 AM 1260, but you can still stream it. With the Horn app, wherever you stream any of the shows on the Horn, whether they be TuneIn, you can go to the website, hornfm.com, stream it there. So you'll still be able to stream this, uh, the local shows that we do have from anywhere. But, of course, all the local shows are changing, and you'll just have two, a morning and an afternoon, and they'll be different. There you go. All right. Hope everybody you know, can uh, adjust. Because there's a lot of adjusting that's going to be needed. Uh, we, we appreciate all you guys' patience. We know you guys have been really patient. And we know this has not been the best uh, unveiling 
<laughs> of uh, and rollout of this new structure. Uh, so we appreciate your patience because we have not really known what was going on every step of the way either. And now we're just revealing what we know. This is what we know from now. And that all those new shows are starting up August 7th. August 7th, yes. A week from today. Yes. So m- next Monday, that's when uh, the, the new local lineup will start. And yes, you'll have syndication national shows in between during yes. the day. Um, and I, I only know I don't even know what those are. I have, I'm not, I wish I could tell you. I have no idea what that is. Do you yeah. know? No, no. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. So just want everybody to know that yeah, there's some changes. We understand it's tough. Uh, but we appreciate your support, and we're just going to still keep bringing you the best damn product that we can do, that we can give you. That's it. Like, that's our that's our promise, and we know it'll be different, you know, crews, different lineups. Doesn't mean we don't miss our friends and love all our friends and those really good people that were working here. But trust me, good things are in store for them, I assure you, because all of them are really good at their jobs, and they're damn fine human beings, too. All right, Patrick, what's on tap for you, brother? Uh, I will be, uh, you know, I'm not sure yet. Ooh. I think I'm just doing more work tonight. Just more? Oh, yeah. Cause you, oh, yeah. You got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that show. Your own show. Mm-hmm. Get ready to show. I got to make sure a lot of trans, all the behind the scenes stuff that I do. Oh, no. I'm kind of busy right now. Well, yeah. And Patrick's got like Preparing eight to ten jobs yeah, in addition so. to what he does on air. He's happy now that he's going to get an on air gig because he's been working behind the scenes for years yeah. trying to get that opportunity. He's earned it, especially with the great work he did on Ball Don't Lie. So I have no uh, doubt that he's going to kill it on the new show, The Sports Complex. But a lot of, it's not a work we do on a solo show. I did a solo show, The Rodcast. Yes. And it, people, it's a lot of work. It is. It's, it's, it's theater of the mind, but it's all your mind. It's all, yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the mayhem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I want to thank my man Patrick for doing a great job as always. Thank you guys out there for listening. Remember, the revolution will not be televised, but of course, we'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. Well, that is until tomorrow. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. Peace.